Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm really excited today. I'm always excited, but I'm especially excited because I have such a a wonderful guest who's been on this program with me for years, and she's such a role model and just... Well, without further ado, my guest is Paula A. Marshall. She is the CEO of Bama Companies. Bama Companies makes all of the fast food desserts and apple pies for McDonald's and many of the fast food chains. As Bama's CEO, Paula provides strategic leadership and direction to the entire organization. Her vision stands as a beacon for Bama team members, and she inspires people to achieve the Bama mission, which is people helping people to be successful. She assumed responsibility as CEO of Bama in 1984, which now includes Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, Bama Beijing, and Bama Europa. And under her leadership, Bama has expanded to provide a variety of frozen desserts and baked goods to, goods to fast food chains and to casual and family dining restaurants. And she's um, quite an amazing lady. She's written five books, and my two favorites are Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business, and that's Paula in a nutshell, and the executive <laughs> entre- it is the executive entrepreneur. Welcome, Paula. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was saying to you, I haven't talked to you for a while, but you've really been traveling. You've been traveling around the world. And I know that Bama has created a school for girls or for children in Africa, and I'd love you to tell us about that. Oh, I'm happy to talk about that. That's that's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. Um, well, I'm part of a, a church here in, um, in Tulsa, and uh, the church has a, an entire mission outreach to Ghana through some ministries there uh, located in Accra that, that work out from Accra out into the bush. And, and just it's just incredible what, uh, what they do with so little resources. But the, the, the place that we've built the school is in a part of the bush. So we are literally two hours outside of Accra, in, kind of in the mountains, and it's called Abote, and mm. the kids walk from all over. They literally come. We provide their uniforms, um, so every day they come dressed in their own uniforms. Some of them don't have shoes. Uh, some of them we provide their shoes and that type of thing. So mm. the first school we built was elementary school and up through um, eighth grade. So we have about 500 kids at that school that will graduate and then go over to our new school, which is a high school combination Botech. So mm-hmm. we can take the kids from our, our first school and put them, they can go to Votech right away, which means for them that they're going to learn a skill and that they're going to be able to provide for themselves and for their families when they, when they get a little bit older. So we're teaching things like car mechanics and painting and repair of uh, appliances and sewing and, um, how glass wonderful. bead making and I mean yeah. I was just it just the list goes on and so mm-hmm. we're really excited we just dedicated that school in January and we've already got 181 kids 
Oh. That are going now, is, is, is this through the church or is this through Bama companies or both? This is actually Bama. I learned about the whole mission through the church, but actually mm-hmm. myself and Bama are donating the funds to uh, put the school in place. Isn't that wonderful, Paula? You know, and I bet you've learned something from those students and from this whole experience. What is it? Oh, I have. I mean, it's, it's so, I wish, you know, every, every time I see or hear people complaining about the United States, good or bad, you know, I mean, whatever, politics or wherever, but I just think to myself, I wish I could pick you up and transport you to Ghana for just one mm. day. Because if you could see the government is very corrupt, they promise to build the roads and the schools, they never do. The children there that live in the bush are 99% uneducated. So they don't mm. ever go to school, they just procreate and go back into the villages. And there's little food, little income. And um, it's just it's just a life of poverty. And if the girls are attractive enough, the chief of the tribe might decide to marry them at fourteen, and mm. um, then they're mm. going to be one of the twelve or thirteen wives of, mm. a, of a tribal chief. So mm. that would be their life. You know, they would have a couple of kids maybe by the the chief, and then they would just work in the village as as one of his wives. Mm. So it's a it's they don't have a lot of running water. One of the one of the mm. missions of the church is to put in water wells. Um, most of the little kids have malaria. Um, mm. The other mission of the church is to help the women learn how to make the glass beads, and then as they sell the necklaces um, to foreign people that come in, you know, come into Ghana, they um, can earn enough money to buy some mosquito nets so that. They can cover up their kids when they're, you know, sleeping at night. So, mm. I mean, the poverty, the things they have are mm. so little. But the yeah, everything are the and everything you're I've mentioning are things we take for granted. Every single thing you just mentioned, right? Are oh, things yeah. we take for granted that we have. We we expect that when we pay our taxes, the government's going to do things, and they're not going to take the money, and a few people are going to run away with it. We expect to have education. It may not be the greatest for everyone, but we have it. Um, you know, we have a, a, so many material things. Um, we take for granted that people read and write and have, you know, have access to uh, languages, foreign languages or other, you know, other cultures, trips abroad. I mean, you know, we just take all that for granted. And they, sometimes those kids never get out of the bush. They're mm. there for, you know, their entire life. Mm. Wow. So, so you're really, and you know, my question is, for. have you ever thought that maybe as they get older, some might come to this country and work for Bama? Have you thought about that? Well, we have. It's very difficult um, for them to get into the U.S., of course, you know that now. But, um, yes. you know, the, the opportunities for them are going to be to open their own restaurant, you know, in, in Ghana or go into mm-hmm. the city and start a, a sewing business or start a, uh, you know, uh, because the other thing that the church has done is put together a micro bank. So we have four people at the church that have donated some money, and they're also all bankers. So once they get their Votech degree and they pass their certification for whatever their vocational studies are, 
we can help provide a micro loan um, up to a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, something like that, uh, to the kids, and they can they can open their own their own yeah. business. Yeah. So the beauty yeah. is that we can help them learn how to be self sufficient, which is which is really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big thing over there. There's no no jobs and no way to earn your way out of out of the bush. It's just very very difficult to to get enough economic power to move away from there. Mm, wow. So you're really helping them. I mean, you're giving them the education and helping them as much as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. We And we hire the teachers. Most of the teachers live in Accra, and they come to Ghana to, um, they come out to the bush in Abote. They drive two hours or we provide a van. And most of the teachers come out from the city to teach in the schools every day. So they're very dedicated teachers, and they're not, and they have a certification to be a teacher. So we yeah, have, uh, you know, uh, very good teachers as well. Mm. And that's another part of the problem there is no one knew to go out there. You know, there wasn't any yeah. structure or any infrastructure. Yeah. To, to do this. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Did you spend a lot of time there recently? Uh, in January, I went over with four ladies from the church, and we dedicated the school, um, mm. and we spent about four days there. Mm, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, Didn't Oprah create a girls' school? In, I don't know where, yes. but she created Oprah, a girls' school I as think, well. Do you remember that? Yes, and I think... Uh, yes, and I think Oprah is in Zimbabwe. Okay, so different parts. I think yeah. she's in a different country, you know, part of the country. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How? But but so exciting that you. I bet it gives you so much satisfaction, Paula, to be able to do this. Well, I, as you know, I I look at myself and my family and what my family has done and what you know our customers have helped us do, and we have a very blessed. We are very blessed. Yes, yes. So wow. to give Wonderful. back, as Oprah says, pay it forward. That that's what that's what we can do now. So once you have a lot of blessings, you've got to start paying things back. Pay pay things forward. Yeah, and that's, that's also a gift, gift back to you as well to be able to give. Oh yeah, I think people don't oh, yeah. receive, don't understand that. That's very special. Well, you know, we oh. we have a lot of people that we help right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A lot of our own team members. We help, and and we do a lot of, as you know, charitable things here in the city. But when this opportunity came up, uh, you know, it was just um, an opportunity for me to be able to um, go outside of Tulsa and and help yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot of kids, you know, yeah. uh, have a better life. And that's Wonderful. really what we're all about here. Yeah. And now, did you help to build the school from scratch as well? Was this all part of it, building it from, from the ground up? Yes. We we hired uh, a gentleman who was the contractor, mm-hmm. and um, then we supervised him, and we, we, just, we just had, um, you know, an oversight committee that kind of watched everything, and... Um, we just sent the money in phases, and they, they completed the structure. Uh, it took about a year Wonderful. to build it. Wonderful. And so now, what grade levels does this go up to? 
I mean, and what what are the ages of the students? So and our, is it boys our elementary and girls? school, yeah, our elementary school goes all the way up to eighth grade, and then from there, they can go across. So we're we're only about a half a mile away with the high school. So if they if they're in eighth grade or ninth grade, also they'll they'll go straight across. The Votech will take anybody. So we actually have, of the 150 people that are there right now, we actually have about 30 that are adults, you know, that are Mm. in their 20s that are signing up to come in and learn car mechanics or engineering or, you know, one of the the things that happened when we had the school dedication, they had a gentleman come out and speak who had created a very successful business um, in Ghana by going to Votech schools. And um, he was an engineer, and he had, he had learned engineering through Votech, and then he went on and got his advanced engineering degrees, and he was building buildings and doing all kinds of things. So mm-hmm. he, you know, he came out to be an example for all of these folks. We had all the tribal chiefs there. We had at least 50 tribal chiefs from around the bush there mm. and all their regalia, you know, walk, walking up in a processional. And um, and it was quite something because, you know, to offer this in the bush, you have to have the tribal chief's permission. Mm. So you, have, you can't just do this without, you know, getting their support. So they have to, they have to approve people from their little village going going to school. Mm. So, so you met you school. met the tribal chiefs then? Oh yeah. Yeah. We met there was like probably thirty or forty of them there. It was it was uh, uh, unbelievable. And some some of them had like lions the heads of lions on top of their heads and stuff, like made into like you know, a hat or something it was mm. terrible. I was like, Oh mm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. Incredible. But that's yes. Their, wow. That's their garb, you know. Wow. That's what yeah. they wear. Amazing. All so right, we're going to take a break, have... Paula, and when we come back, okay. we're going to talk more to Paula A. Marshall about Bama Industries, about what she is doing overseas and in Africa, uh, created a whole foundation and school for children there, and we'll also talk about her book, Finding the Soul of Big Business, and many other things that Bama is doing. And Paula is one of the CEOs in the country, female CEOs, who really walks her talk and really puts people first. And her employees are not employees, they're team members, and they're really part of her team. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? 
Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio, every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and we are back with Paula A. Marshall, who is the CEO of Bama Companies. And Bama Companies is an amazing company. And they uh, make the, they provide a variety of frozen desserts and baked goods to fast food chains, including McDonald's and Walmart and casual and family dining restaurants. They're all over the world. They have plants in China. They have plants in Poland. And most recently, this was a family business, and Paula took the helm in 1984, and she's really grown it. And now she has helped to create a school through the Bama Foundation and in Africa, in Ghana, for children, which we've been talking about in the first segment. So very, very inspirational, Paula, what you've done. Thank you. Very good. So I want to, I'm going to ask you now sort of an interesting question. You've written this book and you wrote this a while ago called Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L of Big Business. And it was, is very basic. It's very much about how we have to really understand and be there for our employees and our vendors and our companies and be leaders that are not just proactive, but really care as people. So, if you were to write this book today, and you were to write another edition, having had this experience, you know, being in Ghana, creating the school, having your company grow, it's now 80 plus years old, what would you add to the book, Paula, that you might not have added before? Oh, goodness. Um, I know. Big one. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, um, I probably wouldn't. It's really funny that you asked that because I probably wouldn't change anything about my philosophy because I still believe in it wholeheartedly and we still run our company this way. And it's a compassionate, people-first philosophy. And if anything, I think I would even be more stern today with business and with business schools and with management schools than I was back then. I would, I would even be more um, radical 
and and in their face and with boards and everything because what do you mean while explain you, what that means Paula what would you, what do you mean when you say that well i think i think business has gotten worse is what i mean so we're on a we're on a bad path um, but i will tell you that today more businesses are adopting um, more people friendly practices yes. because the younger generation will not work for them. Yeah. And so they're in this very, very tight labor market where it's really hard to find people that will work in jobs that need they don't need a lot of skills, but they need to stay there and grow, you know, as the as the their careers grow. Um, that no one is willing to do that anymore for a company that treats them really bad. And I still hear so many stories, so many horror stories, so many things that just make me Mm -hmm. so sick because I do know that there are ways of dealing with that and that you don't have to act like that and you don't have to treat people like that. It's a choice. It's Mm -hmm. a choice that these management teams make that, that they don't have to. And so, you know, what What I would do is even be louder um, mm-hmm. this time than I was last time. Interesting. Well, something else that I've noticed, because I've been doing a lot of training for companies, but something I've noticed about the job market is you can apply for a position And sometimes a company will ask you if you have specific skills. You may have a great resume, but if you don't fit into that absolute narrow niche, they won't even look at your resume. And I think that's so short-sighted because sometimes people from cross-platforms can do very well. What do you think about that? Well, the company that, to me, the companies that focus on too narrow of a skill set are also missing a lot of the, what I would say, the creative thinking, yes. uh, bringing in someone who has a broader background yep. that, you know, can do more things, or bringing in someone who has a totally different um, view of life, like, say, someone who majored in humanities or someone who majored in social work or, you know, like, we have uh, a couple of people in our uh people systems department that have, um, you know, they have minors in psychology. I have a minor in psychology. Mm-hmm. It's a very, um, it's a very good skill set to be able to relate to people, to be able to be kind and compassionate. And you don't have to n- not hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people think, oh, I've just, you know, let people run away with the farm and that type of thing. Well, we've been too successful for you know, 75 years to, you know, to have let people run away with the farm. So that's not even a, a thought. But the, the accountability piece sometimes bothers people when you say treat people kindly and with compassion and respect and all of that. They don't put the two things together. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of skills that having um, a degree from you know, uh, a, a social uh, justice or uh, psychology or mm-hmm. humanities or, yep. you know, that 
that's a, a wonderful thing to bring to work, you know, yeah, to help yeah. you manage all the diversity that yeah, we, the we people, deal with today. The people skills, right. The people skills. Yeah. The, the, most, the EQ, the emotional intelligence. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, most people, once they understand the technical aspects of a, of a position, it, it's all about the EQ from there on. It's all about exactly. how they're treated, how they're talked to, how they're respected. Even pay comes in second to how I'm treated, how I'm talked to, how I'm respected. Yeah. And today, more than ever, it's all about I want my time off to be with my family. So you really can't, um, you know, just work people into the ground like, like people used to do, you know, like people want their weekends off. They want their time with their family. They want to do things. They want to be more balanced. And as companies, we have to react to that or we're not going to have any team members to work. Right. And they won't be happy without that balance. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, really important. And how many, how many times, Patricia, do you go into a store or some, I mean, for one thing, you might walk around half of a Walmart and never see anybody that works there. Second of all, it, so the cuts have been made, you know, at that level. But, but the people who are there are not friendly. They're unhappy. They're angry. You know, they might have just had somebody yell at them. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, and that, that makes people come out, you know, with a bad attitude. So anytime p- someone's not happy and smiling it's it's not it's not a good thing for the customer right. because exactly. usually that will come the com- out the company yeah. and the customer the whole culture but you know it's oh, interesting right. i've been doing some training recently and and i'll be working with managers and they talk about issues and you'd be surprised you know the number of people that have been in a job paula 25 and 30 years they don't want to change they just take that paycheck home they don't even want to be creative they want to do it exactly the same way, and then they're going to retire in a few years. And I, I can't wrap my head around that, but it's there. It's out there. Yes, I have. We also have that phenomena going on here. And what I try to tell our older team members, because really, today, we need them to stay. You know, we need yeah. them to stay and, and work, you know, work a few more years because we're in this, this um population shift where there aren't as many people so we need the elder folks to stay but they've also got to come up in the in the technology they've got to come up in their usage of technology and it's it's frightful and a lot of times it's like I don't want to but you know you have to you have to keep upgrading your computers keep upgrading your your systems and 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 don't let things fall behind so it's kind of a, an interesting um, dynamic that's going on in the workplace right now. What you're saying is, I see that as well. Yeah, and and yet, uh, I don't think it's great for a company because it, it doesn't, I mean, you know, if you just want the job done, I mean, as you said, the future is, is robots. You can get a robot if you just want the job done. But we want more than that, Paula. Exactly. We have to. Yeah. You, you You can put, a robot in to do anything, and we have done that because a lot of those jobs, people aren't, you know, they're not necessarily happy doing them. But the other side of the coin is they also have to adapt to learning how to run a robot. Some people are really, really happy to do that, and other people are like, nope, 
I'm not doing it. They would rather quit and go on welfare or sit around their house all day with nothing to do than to work on a robot. I mean, that to me just, I can't, that's what you were just saying. I mean, it's hard to wrap your arms around that. Because uh, growing That's and the way of the things, future. Yeah, it's the way yeah. of the future. Yeah, exactly. You have to think. Yeah. You have to think technology. You have to think growing. You have to think. Let me adapt to a new challenge. And you know, unfortunately, when we get older, we don't want to do that. Well, but, you and, have to. but and I think that I think that adds to this whole ageism factor. Oh, you get older, then you don't want to change. We can grow and change at any age, Paula. You know that it's oh, not absolutely. about the age; it's about the way we think. Yeah. That's a, that's exactly the right. That's exactly it. It's it's the the dynamic of being willing to do it, and I just think when when you get older, you just kind of think, well, you know, why do I need to adapt to that? Why do I need to do that? You know, in a couple of years, I'll be fishing all day or something, and it's just that's not necessarily how we'd like people to think about it. Absolutely. So, if you thought of yourself as working till you were seventy or seventy two. You know, what would you do differently? And and that's what we're trying to uh, get people to think about because we're trying to get our older folks to stay a little bit longer because Absolutely. we're having trouble finding people to fill their spots. And and that gap of, of knowledge is very important, you know, to make sure we retain it. I think it's great. And I think people, older people need to realize that, that what they bring to the table in experience and knowledge, <laughs> right, and, and know-how is... Um, and wisdom is so important. Yeah, and being yeah, willing yeah. to train a younger yeah. person that doesn't look like them. Right. You know, right. they have a, 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 a earring in their nose or, you know, or maybe black or Hispanic or, you know, uh, a, a lesbian or, you know, whatever it is that, that, that people are changing. You know, the dynamic right. of people is changing. Right, and that's so different from them. They have to that's, be, right. yes. Exactly. So there's a difference. Yeah. In the workplace today, there's a whole different dynamic there, and I think people are like, "Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been working here for 30 years. I'm not going to adapt to help that person." Well, what makes that person different than than you? You know, it, there's nothing really, well, except that, it's a belief system, right? And that's that's this whole diversity. I mean, this whole inclusion. Yes, we see it in our government where we now see much more diversity, and that's what we're going to see more and more. You know, more and more. All and, right, we're take- and you hear the, the voices coming out against that, you know, like you hear that hatred oh, that comes out I know. against that well, diversity. I know. So that's, uh, that's, that's what we're dealing with. going on in America's All right. Well, on that Patricia. note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Paula and talk more about finding the soul, S-O-U-L, of big business and maybe some tips for those of us in the workplace. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. 
These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and we are back And we are talking to Paula A. Marshall, who is the CEO of Bama Companies. And uh, under her leadership, Bama Companies has expanded to provide a wide variety of frozen desserts and baked goods to fast food chains and to casual and family dining restaurants. And again, they work with Walmart, which they've worked with for years, with um, as well as McDonald's, who's been a client for, for a long, long time. And Paula has now expanded the company. It's now Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, Be- Beijing Bama, and Bama Europa, with plants in Poland and in China. And uh, Paula's mission is really people helping people be successful, and that's what she's done. She has also created, through Bama Foundation, a school in Ghana for students to really uh, improve themselves and so to get the education. So wonderful to talk to you, Paula, really. I mean, you're really making such a difference. I always enjoy being on your show. Oh, it's wonderful. All right, so here's my question. I was talking to you off the break about doing training. You know, when you look at all the employees and you have over a 1,000 employees and you look at management, let's take management, for example, and you see sort of the typical, let's say mistakes or the typical pitfalls that you find managers fall into that could be corrected, what would you say they are that you see over oh, and over? Goodness. That once they learn yeah. that they're okay, but you know, these sort of the management things that they need to look at? I think the two biggest things that we battle, that I that I battle when I teach um, our young supervisors, is the ego 
and, um, you know, humility, grace. And then, of course, through all of that comes listening and trying to be sensitive to what people are saying. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't think you know it all. Get the facts. Right. Uh, you know, it's use our, our Deming tool set that, that Dr. Deming taught me many years ago to um, seek to understand, you know, and, and through that, you can, you can usually determine if the person has a, a true intention to really learn, um, then you can, you're more apt to, to be willing to help them. If they don't have a, a true adaption to learn and they're just, you know, they're just an argumentative person or maybe they have mental issues and they're unmedicated. I mean, there's so many things that go on in the workplace today. It's unbelievable. I can't even imagine. My son is running one of our one of our plants in, in uh, Tulsa here. I can't even imagine some of the things that he tells me that people come in and some of the things that go on are just so, um, so difficult to deal mm-hmm. with. So, you know, you're, you're dealing with a lot of people's, um, you know, psychosis, uh, mm-hmm. you know, untreated mental illness, um, mm-hmm. you know, just all kinds of things. And yeah. so it's one of so, those things where we have to help, help learn right. how to listen and how to interpret right. that. You know? Right. So again, that's what I was talking about. It's, it's the managers learning how they can cope, how they can deal with this because yes, you know yes. they're at the helm of their of their part of the company. Yes, yeah. and treating treating people that have these issues with a hammer and not you know um, more of a, a, a softer approach um, right. is is part of what we're trying to teach them because everyone comes to the skill set with a hammer and they right. want to they want to hit the problem hard right between the eyes and and then have it go away, you know, and many right. of these problems, um, don't go away. They're here, they're here for a long time. And so yeah. we, we have a, a very diverse workforce. I mean, we work with people of all nationalities, all, um, you know, genders, all, uh, you know, any, I mean, we have a lot of people right now, probably 15 people mm-hmm. out of our workforce going through mm-hmm. the transgender operation yeah I was that was going to be my next question but you kind of answering it is you know what changes have you seen over the last 20 years I mean you've seen a lot of changes obviously in in the way you do business in terms of automation but also with people do you see more Mm -hmm. people issues more uh, sort of changes in the culture yeah people are very different today it's a very different very very different and when we talk diversity and inclusion, it's not, you know, a lot of, of white people, Caucasian, this sort of like regular, what you'd say, even though that's horrible to use that term, but, you know, people who would not consider themselves in any one of those classes, so they're not homosexual, they're not lesbian, they're not trans, they're not, you know, they're just doing what they do, and they they tend to, like, play it down like it's um, like it's something... There's something wrong with this person. Mm-hmm. And so we do a lot of inclusion classes. We mm-hmm. do a lot of things to, like, teach our team. Because a lot of our supervisors have been here for 25 and 30 years. Yeah. And they're in their 50s yeah. now. And they're late 50s. And they're, you know, they're like, come on. Yeah, what is wrong with this person? Can we not just, mm-hmm. 
you know, be normal. And so I always just say, well, what's normal? Right. You know, when this person has made this decision or this is the life that they've decided that they're going to they, they're going to be on, that's their decision. You can't change that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it, as you said, it, it's a different world. But uh, so you're really training people how to think differently and adapt, right? And adapt yes, to change. Yes, and to be to be sensitive and to be kind and compassionate about it, and just accept that those things are differences. Those that's a difference. Those are differences that people have, and there's nothing. Your anger, your resentment, you're asking these questions or you're trying to make them into a mold of something is not going to help. Mm-hmm. So the best right. thing you can do is learn about them and learn to appreciate them and learn to appreciate their life. And, and that's all I can ask anyone to do. And then if they still can't get along in the workplace, then we have to look broader. You know, we have to look at is this a is this the right place for them? Is this somewhere that they should you know should they go somewhere else and work? You know, yeah. Um, it's yeah. just those are the types of things that we um, we have to we we just have to make that part of our discussion today. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. something that you can leave as optional. It has to be part of the the discussion. And so every one of our training classes deals with inclusion. Every one of our training, you know, from the first day you step into Bama, from the 10th year you're at Bama, from the 20th year, you're going to be talked to about inclusion. And it's going to be a topic at every meeting, every day, every time. Mm -hmm. It's very important. All right, we're going to take another break, and we'll be back with Paula A. Marshall, who is the CEO of Bama Companies, which is a company who provides a variety of fast uh, frozen desserts and baked goods to fast food chains, including McDonald's and Walmart. And the company has grown tremendously. They have plants in Europe and in Asia. And Paula's written five books, and one of them is Finding the Soul of Big Business. And it's all about inclusion. It's all about helping people. And she really walks her talk. Also created a wonderful school in Ghana for uh, for students there to be able to grow and learn. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. You can log on to bama.com and learn more about Bama and Paula A. Marshall. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show And we are back, and we are talking to Paula A. Marshall, who's the CEO of Bama Companies, which is a company that makes fast food desserts and apple pies. They started out with apple pies for McDonald's and Walmart and many fast food chains, and they have plants all over the world in in, uh, Poland and in China. And most recently, Paula, through her company, created a school in Ghana uh, to help people really become self-sufficient. So it's, it's just wonderful, Paula. So we just have a few minutes left. So... What's what um what else is new at Bama? What are some of the new things that you're looking at? I know at one point we talked about robotics and how that has its place, but it's not replacing people. Maybe we can talk about that for a few minutes. You know how robotics is important, but it's it we still need people. Oh yeah, the the you know, the automation that's going on in industry is I think most mostly because it, the worker shortage is so uh, it, 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 it's so high that every business has to look at where they can cut steps and, and take parts of the process out of. Uh, we're working with a big customer right now who uh, came to us and said, you know, we don't have the money to do robotics across this whole big big food system, but we need to take steps out of our processes because we can't hire five or six people uh, to work in a restaurant every day you know, seven days a week. It's, we just can't find them to hire. So we need to take two people out because they're just not there anyway, and we need mm-hmm. you to help us get rid of all these steps. So there's there's companies doing that. There's companies that are trying to streamline what they're doing, but it's not, like I say, it's not something to be afraid of. It's something mm-hmm. that just is in this world, in this environment that we're in, Right now, it just is what it is. And so we are all doing what we need to do to survive. And restaurants are going to be doing more and more and more of it. It's just you're going to see more and more things, um, you know, get come in prepackaged or, 
you know, which is not necessarily a good thing, um, you know, for people who, who go out to eat. But it's pretty crazy because there's just not enough people to prepare all the food anymore. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's a, it's, a big, it's a big problem for industry, I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Right, but it, but as you said, I mean it it um, it opens up other things too in terms of creative thinking, oh, yeah. right? And in terms of planning and engineering, I mean it's opening up, up all of that because you know yes. the people it's are creating the doors. systems. Yes, and it's opening a lot of doors, a lot of doors. Um, it's just you know one of those things that. Um, People have to, you know, like I told you, this company we're working with, it's all a Six Sigma process. It's a Six Sigma design process. And all the guys working on it, um, the guys and gals working on it, have all had to learn the skill set of problem solving and how to take steps out of something and how to, you know, how to make something more efficient. So it's just, that's a different skill set, but that skill set is worth a lot more and just standing there doing the same thing over and over and over, it's, it's the skill set is such that it requires a lot more thinking. And so that is the new, to me, that's the new workplace. That's the workplace that we're going to have in the next 20 years is much right. more thinking, much yeah. more process improvement, mm-hmm. and much less rote, you know, just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Always looking for new ways and new, new ways to right. do things. To improve, yeah, right. that's and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Paula, if people want to read your books or know more about, you know, you have a Facebook page, correct? Yes, yes, and it's uh, Paula A. Marshall. All separate words, uh, and it it has all my business stuff on there. It has uh, where you can send me messages or post. Uh, things if you'd like to have a book we can get it sent to you and that type of thing yeah which it's is great and, and if people want to know more about Bama they can go to Bama.com yes right and learn more about that and what if they want to know more about the school is there anything online about the school that you've created in Ghana you know there is uh, the pastor that runs the school has a daily uh, he's, he also has a television station and it's under Maranatha Ministries so if you if you go online and you google Maranatha Ministries he has a show that's on that runs live on Maranatha Min- Ministries on uh, you know on, on lots of TV stations and so it's probably something like what you're you're doing where you Wonderful. can Google it and it comes up and yeah. then you can click on there and you can read all about it or you can watch his live so show. It, so, so it's M-A-R-N-A-K-A? Uh, M-A-R-A-N-A-T-H-A. A-T-H-A. Okay, M-A-R-A-N-A-T-H-A. All right, Ministries. It'd be great to look up. All right, Paul, it's always such an honor and pleasure to have you on the show. I know I'm having you on again next month, so it's just really great. I want to thank you. Um, thank you. I enjoyed it. It's very, very good, very, very fun, and I love doing it. 
Thanks so much. All right, stay on the line for a minute. All right, again, Paula A. Marshall, look her up on Facebook and also Bama.com for Bama Industries. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or write me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all the great guests we have on each week. All right, until then, have a wonderful week, folks. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.